Hi, everybody. This is Jimmy DeYoung. Do you know the most used word in the book of Revelation is angels? That is correct. In the first coming of Jesus Christ, angels played a key role, both good angels and evil angels. You see, evil angels that take possession of a human body, they're called demons. I have a series entitled Angels and Prophecy. It's a five-hour CD audio series available for you, and you can go to our website or call our toll-free number. I'll give you those locations in just a moment and get your copy of it. You need to understand what angels are doing doing today. They are there for us as Christians. They are there to protect us, our guardian angels. At death, you know what happens? Angels gather us up. We don't die alone. We die with the angels gathering us up and taking us to the person of Jesus Christ. I'm getting ahead of myself. I want you to have a copy of this five-hour audio series on CD, and we'll tell you how to do that. But let me let you listen to an introduction of this study, and I'll get back with you in a moment, and we'll tell you how you can get your copy. Right now, the introduction to angels and prophecy. You know, this, uh, this morning as I was preparing and studying a bit for the opportunity to uh, come and teach, I realized that today was the day seven years ago that we, Judy and I, arrived in Jerusalem. We had uh, been preparing to go to Jerusalem. We had been for a week in, in Paris, and it was just at the beginning, actually three days prior to the Scud attacks, uh, we made our way into Israel, having gone in there as fully credentialed journalists. And being fully credentialed journalists has given us a unique opportunity to be able to be on the front row, center stage at all that's happening in this most unique part of the world. The city of Jerusalem, of course, as you remember in the Bible, Ezekiel 5.5, is the center of the earth. God placed all the nations around her. Hey, can you imagine a leader of a nation talking about the miracle of the Jewish people once again being a nation. The Bible talked about it for 2,500 years. The Bible's talked about it. And prophecy teachers like Mark's granddad, Dr. M. R. D. Hahn, who really just got in on the edge of what was starting to be the fulfillment of prophecy, had taught this was going to happen. Not because they were prophets, nor the sons of prophets, but they were students of the prophetic word of God. And they had seen that in the future, as God's word had dictated it would be. And so now we're part of it. And, and this year, Judy and I will be going back to Jerusalem just a couple of days. This year, we'll be able to daily touch tangible evidence of the fulfillment of prophecy. And so it's an exciting time to be in the land of Israel. As journalists, again, I said we have front row seats, center stage, and God has uniquely given us opportunities to meet with men like Yasser Arafat, like King Hussein, like Benjamin Netanyahu, other leaders of this section of the world. And uh, not because of Jimmy DeYoung, nobody knows who I am, but because I'm a journalist with credentials. They've given us entree into these men to talk to them, to find out what's going on. I've been amazed as I have observed what's happening. In this little piece of property less than the size of the state of New Jersey, with less than 5 million people out of the 12 to 13 million Jewish people worldwide, with 23 Arab nations surrounding them, with over 300 million people. I've been interested to observe how they despise the presence of these Jews 
in this little piece of land. Now, it's a land bridge between three continents, between Africa, Asia, and Europe. It's a unique part geographically of the world. God said it's his chosen location. It is the most sacred spot in all of the universe, in particular the city of Jerusalem, and in particular in Jerusalem, the Temple Mount, where God has promised to be with the Jewish people forever, for eternity. He uses the word there, the Hebrew word olam, which is the same word that is describing the longevity of God when it says el olam, the eternal God. And that's how long God is going to be with the Jewish people in Jerusalem. That's what his promise is, Psalm 132. And so uniquely, God has put us there. But again, I've been amazed to see that why is it that these less than five million people are such a spur in the saddle of all these others? I've watched the United Nations. We celebrated, I guess, what, last year, their 50th anniversary? One-third, one out of every three resolutions passed by the United Nations, this august buddy headquartered in New York City, one-third of them have been resolutions against the Jewish people, against Israel. And I've been amazed to watch that. I mean, here's a population of less than 10% of 1% of the population of the earth. And this worldwide organization, the United Nations, spends one-third of their time talking about Israel. When everything was falling apart worldwide, when there was war on every hand, when AIDS was running rampant across the world, right in the middle of all this trouble, because Jerusalem wanted to build a little apartment complex, they stopped everything and had a security meeting at the United Nations. Last year, there were attacks in Jerusalem. And at that particular time, Jewish people were killed by these terrorists these suicide bombers that walked into the marketplace and blew people up. President Bill Clinton thought it was important enough. He called 23 leaders, national leaders. I'm not talking about underlings. I'm not talking about secretaries of state or foreign ministers. I'm talking about prime ministers and presidents. 23 of them changed their schedule and within seven days arrived at Carmel Sheikh in the Egyptian coast of the Red Sea to meet and discuss the situation. What is it? I look at the Islamic world. One out of every four people, one billion people, this month celebrating Ramadan, the Islamic world. They can't stand the Jewish people. They just had an Islamic conference in Tehran, Iran. And there they said, we will destroy the Jewish people. And as I've watched all of this unfolding before our eyes as we sit in the city of Jerusalem reporting back to the world what's happening, as I've watched this all unfold, I said, wait a minute. I remember when I ran for the United States Congress in upstate New York back in 1976, there were people that confronted me and said, hey, what do you think about the conspiracy? Well, there's a conspiracy group that uh, you go on the Internet and find out all their information if you want to. There's a conspiracy working in the United States of America and the government and everything else. And I would always say, oh, yeah, I think I know a little bit about it, and I'd go ahead. But as I sit in Jerusalem, I say, not necessarily a conspiracy, but I have seen a strategy unfolding. A strategy that actually went into effect in Genesis chapter 3 with the fall of man. And as I've studied the scriptures and been a student of the scriptures for 40-some years now, I have seen that satanic strategy will unfold to Revelation chapter 19. A time when 
the Messiah, Jesus Christ, is promised to come back. And I say Messiah, Jesus Christ, because I've studied the scriptures, and 367 prophecies about a Messiah were all fulfilled in one person, Jesus Christ. I was talking to a, a man, a correspondent for a radio broadcast that I do, Israel Madad, who lives in Shiloh, by the way. Shiloh, maybe you understand. It's pronounced Shiloh in Israel. He lives there, and I talked to him this morning, and I said, what about it? Could 1998 be the time of the coming of the Messiah? And I was talking about a Jewish Messiah, as it relates. I wouldn't say in return of Christ. He said, it certainly could be. And so there's that anticipation. Hikunu laviat hamashiach. Prepare for the coming of the Messiah. Hangs on banners in the Western Wall Plaza. But I see all of this that's happening. I see this strategy that is continuously involved in trying to eliminate the Jewish people. I've watched it as I've been a student of history unfold throughout the years. And because of that, I said, wait a minute. Who's the head of this strategy? Who's the head of this present world? Realized it was Satan. Satan. And I realized that Satan was an angel. And then I started to think, wait a minute, what about the proliferation of angels in our world? I got back late from speaking yesterday, so I didn't get to the meeting, but we turned on the television, and guess what we watched? Touched by an angel. National television, one of the major programs. I didn't go to the movie, but I hear that John Travolta, bad casting, was an angel in one of the major movies. Judy walked into the Christian bookstore in Chattanooga just at Christmas time to get some presents, and there were a proliferation of all kinds of angels. I'm not talking about books. I'm talking about little figurines or, uh, all, you know, all, everything all over the... It's unbelievable. I know my new daughter-in-law sent a little greeting card, not a Christian greeting card necessarily, but a greeting card to her uncle talking about the angels. And so even on the greeting cards... And so I, I made a decision for the time we'd have together this week to study angels as it relates to the strategy that is unfolding before us. Angels in prophecy, if I had to entitle it. And thinking about angels in the fall this time, and then angels in the family. In the family of God I'm referring to, and in prophecy, you understand God has three strands of the human family, Gentiles, Jews, and Christians. So for our second time together, angels and Gentiles, who basically Satan is demonizing, making Gentiles the perpetrators of his strategy. And then I'll talk about in the third session, angels and the Jew, and realize that they're the persecuted ones. Because in this satanic strategy, there's an effort to destroy the Jew. The demonized Gentiles will endeavor to destroy the Jew. And then our fourth session, we'll look at angels and Christians, the protected ones. And we'll talk about, though, though they are protected, angels are involved in deception among the Christians. So angels in the fall, angels in the family for the middle three sessions. In the last session, we'll take the entire book of Revelation and look at angels and the future. 
Do you know the word angel is used, or angels, the plural, is used in the Bible 305 times? Over 100 times it's referring to principalities, powers, and prince of our sons, uh, morning stars, or sons of God in the Old Testament, referring to angels. So that's about 405 times it's referring to angels. 81 times in the book of Revelation, the word angel or angels is used. There's only one other word in Revelation that's used more than angels. It's the word I. It's the only other word. As I looked at that and I realized the impact that angels are having, or had in the past, presently are having, and will have in the future, I said, let's spend a little time studying about angels. Our toll-free number is 877-674-3298. Now, you can call somebody standing by. They will take your order if you would like to have a copy of the five-part audio series on CD entitled Angels and Prophecy. Or you can go to our website, www.prophecytoday.com, and there you can make your order at our shopping mall. This is a must. You have to have a study on angels. They will play a key role in the end times, as I said early on. Angels, the most used word in the book of Revelation, they play a role that is so significant with the return of our wonderful Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Hope you'll enjoy this study when you get your copy of Angels and Prophecy. Thank you so very much for listening to this introduction to Angels and Prophecy. And I pray that as we study together about what is going to happen in the end times, you will come to the understanding we are living in the days when Jesus Christ will shout, the archangel will shout, the trumpet of God will sound, and we'll be caught up to be with him in the air. That's the rapture. That could happen at any moment. And having said that, nothing left for me to say, except let's keep looking up until...